Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Yes, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to NAPWIC Talks Radio Show this morning. As always, happy Wednesday. I am Jada Williams, your national NAPWIC radio chair. It gives me great, great pleasure this morning to be on the air with you, and of course, I have to ask you to follow, like, and share right now that you are hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction this morning, for we are the voice, and or head over to our website at www.nabwic.org, just like the commercial just said, and check out our website and join. Yes, you can find out how to join membership through our website. Okay. So this morning's show is such an amazing show. You already know I wake up, my energy is on 10. My Wednesdays are my favorite mornings. But in the studio today, we have the master builder herself, Ann McNeil, and Ursula Odom from Sola 2. Good morning, good morning, ladies. How are you? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Yes, awesome is our favorite word this morning. So we are going to hear words from Ann McNeil, the master builder herself, and Miss Ursula Odom, because you already know it is February. Yes, happy Black History Month. We are celebrating all month. It is Black History in our organization every day in that week's world. So we are going to have words from our very own, and then we are going to listen in. Yes, to NABWIC's billion-dollar luncheon. You know, we are always speaking about our NABWIC billion-dollar luncheon, which is every second Wednesday of the month. And this morning, you are going to hear words from CEO, um, the CEO of Jacksonville Trans, and you're going to hear from Mr. Greg Evans and also some of our other outstanding members like Miss Diane King and Helena Shirley. But before we move on, let's take a quick commercial break and then hear words from Ann McNeil, our master builder, and Ursula Odom. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. 
Thank you, and we're back. Good morning, good morning again, and we are back. Miss Ann McNeil, how are you doing this morning? Awesome, Jada, awesome. I'm excited to be here, as always, with you and all of our listeners. And I'm also very excited to talk about briefly the fact that with this being February, what they call Black History Month, and you you really nailed it, Jade, and talking about the fact that every day is Black History for us. And with that thought in mind, I just want to just remind everybody, the <laughs> NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, we are Black History in the making as we stand on the shoulders of all of those black men and women that preceded us, we also are followed by young people who are looking to us in this industry to create a pipeline, not just for blacks or minorities or women, but for the construction industry as a whole. And I am reminded of one of my favorite authors, Thinking Grow Rich author Napoleon Hill, when he said, greatness is the ability to recognize the power of your own mind, then embrace it and then use it. And that is what many blacks have done as a part of our black history. And that's what we aspire to do with this organization in this industry. And our special presenter today, Nat Ford, has exemplified and is exemplifying what black history looks like in the transportation space. And so we're very excited to hear from him today. And we also want to give a special thanks to our other presenter, uh, who is really a very uh, uh, quiet person. And he is controlling literally billions of dollars in the state of Florida. And that is none other than Greg Evans, who we're going to also hear from, who is the Florida Department of Transportation District 2 Secretary, and he's also going to be presenting. So it's very exciting today, uh, Jada, as we make history in construction every single day, representing black women in construction and the construction industry as a whole. So I'm excited also to hear from Ursula as she shares a little bit more about our history. Thank you so much. And as always, now if you didn't know, now you know that why we are called the voice of black women in construction. Thank you so much, Ms. Ann. Ms. Ursula Odom, how are you doing this morning? I'm absolutely wonderful because I'm here with you all such wonderful people. <laughs> so as a, as a form of building on what the master builder started, I simply say to you that, yes, this is Black History Month, but you have a whole year to build up to being able to tell your story this month because, as she said, you are Black History, and it's your story that we must capture. And I suggest that if I know most of you, you have your 30-second speech down pat. Yes, I'm Ursula Odom, CEO of Sula 2, and we make old, new, and everything we do in that we capture, preserve, and present the information in any form possible. Now, that is a soundbite. But what we need is all of the details that went into building who you are. You're awesome. And you need to leave crumbs so other, other people can pick them up and follow and have a trail towards success that you have already proven is possible. And don't make it so difficult. All I'm really asking you to do is to recognize that the things that you do need to be recorded in some fashion, and you can choose the method of your choice, of your liking. You can record it. You can write it. You can tell it. Whatever you do, just capture it. For example, if you have a, a Word document and you found a piece of paper that proved that you were at an event that was history-making, well, scan it in, put a date on it, and you've captured that moment. You don't have to get into any great detail at that, at that point to the moment so it doesn't revert to being a sound bite for life because that's 
where the meat is. You want to find out what you need to share to the next generation and um, keep those journals because you are the link between the past, what decisions need to be made today that will become history in the future. Um, And as it relates to your family, See, these businesses are made up of individuals, and those individuals are a part of families. Families are proud of you. They made you who you are, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, they may have given you an example of what not to do. I don't care what it is. They made you what you are. And telling that story first tells yourself that this is the journey that I've traveled and I'm proud of it, or this is the journey that I've traveled, and I'm going to make a change as of today. But that journey needs to be recorded. If not for the world, for somebody in your family that needs to know that you did it or that you overcame it or what it's like or introduce the world to someone because history is only the event that happened yesterday. That history is the impact that it has on today and tomorrow. So capture what your life is. Capture what you're doing today. Tell the story of how you formed your company. Somebody needs to know. You have a responsibility to create black history. So get to it. This is Ursula Odom. I'm CEO of Sula 2 and enjoying the moment because now I have put it to you to do what you need to do. Take care. Wow, wow, wow. You know we can never go go wrong with our very own. And thank you so much, Ms. Builder herself and Ms. Ursula, for sharing those very encouraging and powerful words of wisdom with us this morning. Hey, members, listeners, guests, I told you today was going to be an amazing day. We came in saying awesome, awesome, awesome. So you can always engage with us by pressing one on your phone and or email us or just make comments on all of our different social media pages and we will communicate with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for always joining in and listening in this morning. Oh, my gosh, I have goosebumps in here. So, yes, this is an amazing Black History Month and amazing Black History Year that we are creating here in NABWIC. So moving right along, if you haven't had the chance, go ahead and grab your notebook and your pen so you can listen in more, more amazing, amazing, amazing black history in the making and hear more words of wisdom from the CEO, Jacksonville Transportation Authority, Mr. Nat Ford, and also words from Mr. Greg Evans right after this quick commercial break. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC. Thank you, and we're back.
It's my honor to um, read a bio for Mr. Nathaniel P. Ford Sr., who is, is Chief Executive Officer of the Jacksonville Transportation Authority and past chair of the American Public Transportation Association. His distinguished career spans for more than four decades, including tenure as CEO of the San Francisco Transportation Agency of the Metropolitan Atlanta Rapid Transit Authority. Ford is a champion in the multimodal transportation, walkable neighborhoods, public-private partnership, and transit-oriented development, and known for an industry leader insight on international transportation, issues from trade, and study missions around the world. Uh, Mr. Ford was awarded the American Public Transportation Association Outstanding Public Transportation Manager for 2020 and has received numerous awards for his transformation program and initiative, including the White House Champion of Change. Okay, so now what I'm going to introduce to you our founder, uh, Ms. Ann McNeil, founder of the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Ms. Ann McNeil will go next. Ms. Ann? It is a pleasure to make a presentation to Mr. Ford. I have um, been inspired over the years as I've watched your many, many, many accomplishments. Uh, Mr. Ford, and between TRB, Team Florida, after IBTTA, and I could go on and on. Uh, on behalf of our members nationally, we wanted to honor you as a person who has demonstrated in this industry of transportation um, what, it, what it's like to raise the bar. And so with that, we decided to commission an artist to make a special presentation to you. And this is a special presentation by artist C.J. Lattimore. And this presentation, for those of you who are, who are were not able to join us on Wednesday, we presented this to your entire team on your behalf. And so with that, we wanna just thank you for blazing the trail in transportation for all of our communities, not just black, white, but the entire community in transportation. So thank you so very much, Mr. Ford. Oh, wow, thank you, thank you. Wow, that is, that is something else. You've, you've, uh, you've really uh, you got me here. I wasn't expecting this. And uh, I just wanna say thank you. I mean, you don't, uh, those are recognitions that I think uh, were done by Diane in, in that introduction. Yeah, you don't you don't do any of this by yourself. You do it with uh, great people uh, around you. And you know, just a few minutes ago, I saw where you recognized Rosa and and Anne. Both of us serve on the Team Florida uh, uh, board together. So you know, you it just brought back uh, how interconnected we are in terms of this community and how all of us are working so hard to just improve the quality of life for our communities uh, through transportation. And it's never been more important than it is now in terms of transportation and access to healthcare and, and health and educational opportunities as well as uh, economic opportunities. So I thank you so much uh, for this honor. And it's, it's really, I'm accepting it uh, on behalf of the uh, professionals that I work with at the JTA. They do a fantastic job and I'll acknowledge them in a few minutes with uh, uh, my remarks. Thank you. Beautiful. Okay, with that, uh, I guess it's appropriate for me to start into my uh, presentation, if that's a, okay, well, great. Uh, well, good afternoon, and it's good to see all of you, and welcome to Jacksonville. And, you know, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, you don't uh, accomplish what we've done here at the JTA, so I get it uh, by yourself, so I get a chance to recognize the fine work that is done by the staff that uh, works for me at the JTA, uh, frankly, works with me at the JTA, and uh, some of the folks that I want to recognize, it, it just, I would be making a, a vast uh, mistake if I didn't recognize them. I see that we have Secretary Evans, uh, who will be also presenting on this agenda. Uh, he serves on, uh, in addition to his uh, 
responsibilities with FDOT. He actually serves on the JTA board and uh, we have a great uh, uh, partnership with Florida DOT and we would not be as successful as we are without their support. Uh, I mentioned Ann McNeil and Rosa Roundtree. Uh, great to see you guys again. Uh, Greer Gillis, uh, recent, you know, Greer has been with us approaching about a year and she's our vice president of system development. And it's just fantastic having her on our team, heading up all of our construction and engineering for the uh, JTA. And so she's got a, a big portfolio and you'll hear more about that in terms of what she's overseeing in terms of construction and expansion of our, expansion of our system and actually preparing us for the future with our move plan. And then I've got here in my notes, Angie Williams, who's our design and construction project manager. A lot of the projects I'll mention, uh, Angie was the project manager over and we were very successful in delivering those projects. And now she is transitioning and working with our automation and innovation division on the U2C project, one of the most uh, noteworthy projects, not just for the JTA, but for our, the, our entire transportation industry as it relates to AVs. Tina Barreras, our new Director of Capital Projects Office with this vast uh, portfolio of construction projects. We created a capital projects office to help us uh, uh, enhance our management and oversight of our project delivery at the JTA. And then Sonia Banks, uh, who is part of the automation team, who serves as the pro pro program manager for the Bay Street Innovation Corridor. So uh, as you can see, I'm surrounded by some exceptional women uh, delivering on construction engineering uh, projects for the JTA. And then many of you know my wife, uh, Janet Walker Ford, who uh, serves as a top executive for one of the major engineering firms. I can't do a commercial. Major engineering firms uh, overseeing both North and South America transportation uh, efforts for that uh, international engineering firm. So I've, I'm, I'm well enclosed with some exceptional women of color who actually uh, helped to move our nation. And so uh, with that, I'll transition into my presentation by saying, I understand you had a very successful meeting and I wanna say special welcome to the Northeast Florida chapter and your members, along with the association president, uh, Ms. Kimley Naylor and, and all of you board of directors for NABWIC. Uh, uh, just uh, thank you for having uh, uh, being here uh, and thank you for encouraging uh, the, and hiring these smart and talented women, particularly in these leadership and executive roles and, and uh, your roles in terms of your own organizations and companies. So you're making a difference in helping organizations across this country be more diverse. And in doing so, I truly believe much more successful because of your diversity and backgrounds. So uh, let's uh, begin with COVID-19, uh, the story that clearly took over everything uh, this past year, uh, and it's still very present among us. Uh, the pandemic began to impact Northeast Florida in late February, and once we really understood how critical this disruption was going to be to daily life, we immediately began to implement changes to our service, our office culture, as well as ways to protect our frontline employees. In March, we right-sized our service based on the local lot bounds that were in place here in the city of Jacksonville. Our ridership decline was about 70% as people uh, worked more from home and stayed away from retail and dining and other activities. And there was a lot of uncertainty, but I think our team was well-prepared for the emergency. We immediately instituted daily meetings with the local leadership from our employee unions so we can meet their needs in terms of PPE, social distancing and COVID testing. In 2019, we installed protective barriers uh, as part of our safety efforts for our bus operators. Uh, however, it came well, uh, it really helped us out as it, we wanted to keep separation between our employees and customers. So it had an added benefit when we made that major investment back in 2019. Our procurements and grant uh, teams were uh, essential in terms of our success. Uh, they were able to keep us stocked with PPE, cleaning supplies, and other needs. Very creative group. We were able to source uh, uh, hand sanitizer, for example, from local distilleries. And uh, so they did a, a very uh, exceptional job. Our grants team helped the JTA become one of the first agencies in the nation to successfully apply for and receive all of our CARES Act funding through four individual grant applications 
And that funding helped us keep our operations going this year with no major impacts to our customers. Now, I want to highlight a few other accomplishments and initiatives we had in dealing with COVID-19. We supported local restaurants through our two-month frontline uh, food service. We actually catered meals for our employees to thank them for working in this, uh, during this pandemic and keeping them, uh, showing our appreciation for their work. We required all of uh, our employees and uh, our customers to wear masks as well as to embrace social distancing on all of our uh, uh, vehicles as well as our facilities. We invested heavily in advanced cleaning efforts for facilities and vehicles and we delivered more than 60,000 meals to seniors that were shut in and at most risk in terms of the pandemic. We're continuing to support essential healthcare employees because, uh, by allowing them to ride our system free. And we did three rounds of mandatory COVID testing for all employees, for every employee and our contractors. And uh, the last round of that was done in mid-January. Uh, and later I'll talk about how we used autonomous vehicles to transport COVID-19 tests. COVID-19 was a major disruption in our time and one that I think will have repercussions uh, going when we come out of it. As such, the assumptions that we used to create a strategic plan in the past needed to be revised and updated. And that is why last year we began taking stock of those challenges and opportunities facing our community. And we updated our strategic plan known as uh, the MOVE plan, mobility optimization through vision and excellence. The initial phase has created a number of scenarios that are influenced by scenario drivers. An example of a driver is an economic uptick or downturn, helping or affecting our finances or a successful or unsuccessful vaccination plan, which can lead to or lead to a return in confidence of our riders or delay their return to our system and our services. So we, uh, you know, we examined a number of different scenarios to make sure we had a strategic process that really helped us identify where we need to be in the future. There are many key policy and actions that need to be taken for the JTA to succeed in the future. As an industry, I think we all need to also consider updating some of the metrics we use to quantify success and really use that as a basis for awarding funding going into the future. As it relates to public transit, we clearly saw that the customers that we are serving today uh, are essential employees. They have no opportunity to work from home like many members of our community. So how do we measure, we, how, uh, how do we measure our success in continuing to provide services to those essential workers? Is it some factor that really recognizes the fact that in a lot of cases, they have to take a 10 to 20 minute walk and then they have access to our transit service. And is that transit service at a 30 minute or at a 60 minute frequency? So how well are we serving essential employees is important. Also accessibility to jobs based on travel times and, and look at the entire travel uh, trip that they take to include walking or biking and riding or if they have to transfer from one uh, bus to another or from our Skyway to a bus looking at the entire trip and not just the public transit portion of the trip and the number of people we carry on a daily basis. I would argue that the people we carry on a daily basis today who work at Amazon allow many of us or some of us to work at home and allow packages and, and other essentials to be delivered to our homes. And so they have an essential uh, uh, impact in terms of the health of our community, whether you ride the system or not. As I said before, a successful vaccination plan is going to be critical to our industry recovering, but most importantly, I think we have a, a vital responsibility to make sure that every resident in our community has access to that vaccine. Accessibility or the availability to, of that of vaccine without accessibility is not going to be a success. And so that's why the JTA has created a task force whose sole focus is how does the JTA line its current services up with vaccination efforts, and then what additional mobility uh, options do we have to apply to make sure we leave nobody behind? In the past few weeks, we've been able to provide trips to our local and state vaccination sites and have partnered with hospitals to also provide service. So when the general vaccination plan be, uh, begins, 
rest assured that the JTA will have a plan in place that will support our official efforts and one that will ensure that everyone in our community has access to uh, a vaccination. Our goal is that no one is left behind. Moving on, during the pandemic, we achieved a major goal of ours, which was opening our new mobility hub and administrative headquarters, the Jacksonville Regional Transportation Center at La Villa. This is a 67,000 square foot facility, which serves as our main bus transfer hub and serves other mobility services like our Skyway, paratransit, rideshare, regional uh, bus services, and it connects directly across the street with a skybridge to our inner city services like Greyhound, Megabus, and Red Coach Lines. The facility is a LEED Silver building. It opened up on May 4th and has the capacity to serve more than 42,000 customers per day. It is clearly built for the future and to grow as our services grow and our population grows in Northeast Florida. In fact, with this pandemic, we're seeing a lot more folks traveling and moving from around the country uh, to, uh, to Florida to make, a, uh, to make a transition in terms of uh, housing and job opportunities. The JRTC is also an economic catalyst in a transit-oriented development that has already influenced residential and commercial development in the La Villa and downtown Jacksonville neighborhoods. And inside, it's just as beautiful as the outside. It houses murals that tell a story of logistics, transportation, cultural heritage of the La Villa community, and sustainability, a story we, uh, that we feel as the JTA, we have a responsibility to tell. And when we get out of this pandemic, please come back to Jacksonville. We'd love to give you a tour of this facility once things get back to normal. As I mentioned, the JRTC is a transit-oriented development and you all know that TOD is the development of dense urban projects that connect directly to mass transit or mobility services. In the La Villa neighborhood, our Skyway track and our bus routes are integrated near new residential developments, and there are many other planned developments underway. If you drive through La Villa now, you'll see a lot of potential, a lot of land that's either owned by the JTA, the city of Jacksonville, or either our partners at uh, FDOT that is ripe for development and so here's what La Villa looks like now. And here's an idea of what it could look like in the future. Now, these are just some conceptual images. And again, we don't own most of the, of the property, but it clearly shows what uh, is possible going into the future. And we are a catalyst, catalyst for that. It's about creating a dense, walkable, and transit-oriented lifestyle where you can work, live, and play or easily use any mode of transportation to go from one area of town to another. Part of what makes the JRTC at La Villa so special is the integration of new and existing modes of transportation. Along with our fixed routes and our bus rapid transit routes, the JRTC is home to our automated people mover, the Skyway, along with our Express Select services. The Express Select is a commuter service that brings people who live in St. John's, Baker, and Nassau counties to downtown Jacksonville during the weekdays. We've also integrated shared mobility services like GoTuckin, a local company that provides an on-demand service during the lunch hours and on the weekends in downtown Jacksonville and the surrounding neighborhoods. Clearly, we have to have a diverse portfolio of services because our customers have different needs. This not only serves our, our, our local businesses, it, that GoTuckin partnership also helps boost retail and dining hubs that were so hard hit this past year. Our bus rapid transit network is another part of the big growth that we are expecting here in Northeast Florida. JTA now operates one of the largest BRT networks in the Southeast US called the First Coast Flyer. We currently have three routes in operation which connect downtown Jacksonville to some of the most uh, active and busiest corridors in the North, east and southeast quadrants of our community. In 2020, we broke ground on the last initial leg of our BRT network, the Orange Line. This 13-mile route heads southwest to the growing Orange Park area to connect it with downtown Jacksonville. We anticipate the Orange Line opening up by September of this year, and once completed, our BRT network will span more than 57 miles, clearly making it the largest BRT network in the southeast. 
Future improvements will include more dedicated bus lanes and additional routes as our community grows. Another way we're improving mobility in our city is through our robust construction and capital program. I mentioned that earlier. We've been building roads, bridges, and sidewalks and other infrastructure in Duval County for the past 65 years. First as the Jacksonville Expressway Authority, and then as we continued to become the JTA. In 2016, an extension of our local option gas tax took effect in Duval County. And through Mobility Works, we are able to, we have completed or we are developing about $170 million worth of projects. This includes 13 major road improvement projects, along with other activities uh, on 14 mobility corridors throughout the city. Road widening, building sidewalks that connect people to our bus stops, and improving, and improving general mobility for everyone, no matter how we, uh, you choose to travel. One of the things we take a great deal of pride in is building sidewalks. Uh, and we do this along our bus routes when we can and in areas that don't have the best connectivity for pedestrians. Through our Safe Routes to Schools program, we have made a huge impact on the lives of families who deserve a safe path to their neighborhood schools. We completed sidewalk and multi-use path projects in Atlantic Beach, along, with the, uh, along the Arlington Expressway and in the Brentwood area in North Jacksonville. And as you can see from the pictures, the kids love it. The parents feel safe. And just, it's just exciting for us as a, bit, a large agency to see how we allow these young people to ride, uh, to bike to school. And, and I think our community uh, as a whole benefits from these types of investments. The JTA also continues to make upgrades to the popular St. John's River Ferry based in Mayport. Uh, in early January, we began phase four, work of the, uh, phase four of that work. I think we need to move the slides here. There we go, St. John's River Ferry. Uh, this uh, phase includes pavement rehabilitation and marking, various ADA improvements, new bulkheads and mooring bollards, catwalk improvements, accessory and utility building improvements, along with the construction of a new public restroom facility at the Mayport Landing, along with line, landscaping and lighting enhancements on the other side of the ferry. We also took the opportunity to conduct a haul out of the vessel as required every two to three years by the US Coast Guard to ensure a state of good repair. And so the boat is actually out of the uh, water right now. And uh, this is to continue a state of good repair and reliability with the ferry. Since we took responsibility for the St. John's River Ferry, we've seen more than 400,000 riders annually uh, with 460,000 in FY19. And as you can imagine, in FY20, the numbers were slightly below due to the pandemic. Now I want to update you with uh, uh, our most ambitious and exciting project to date. And that's the Ultimate Urban Circulator Program, what we call the U2C. And if you're not familiar with the U2C, it is our program to convert, expand, and modernize the current Skyway system into the nation's first public transportation service using autonomous vehicles. Once completed, this will be a 10-mile network serving downtown Jacksonville and the urban core that surrounds uh, the, the urban the neighborhoods that surround the urban core. Last month, we officially published the request for proposals for Phase One of the Ultimate Urban Circulator Project. And that section is the Bay Street Innovation Corridor. I think you got a chance to look at some of the vehicles the other day. This phase comprises a three mile at grace service that will connect downtown with the, uh, the, the downtown core to the sports and entertainment complex. Future phases will include the full conversion of our two and a half mile automated people mover, the Skyway, and expand the service to a 10 mile network powered by autonomous vehicles with street level connections into those neighborhoods surrounding downtown Jacksonville. In 2020, we welcome new vehicles into our test and learn program. The OLLI 2.0 is the first 3D printed AV manufactured in the United States. This is leading our test and learn program in partnership with Florida State College at Jacksonville. And through that partnership, we're using their CDL test track as a working uh, facility and we're working with their faculty to develop an AV-related curriculum and working with the college on workforce development so we can help prepare this next generation of transportation professionals to use and work on this new technology. We also just welcomed the EV Star by Green Power. 
This is a street legal paratransit vehicle that is equipped with an autonomous vehicle operation kit. And this will allow us also to advance our testing to other areas outside of our test and learn track. So these vehicles actually can be our, our street legal and can operate in our actual uh, streets at the, uh, right now in terms of uh, downtown Jacksonville and some of the surrounding neighborhoods. And finally, I'd like to wrap up by highlighting an impressive partnership we had this year with the Mayo Clinic. Back in March, the Mayo leadership team asked if we could use our autonomous vehicle program to help move COVID-19 tests from their drive-through testing sites to their laboratories, which is about a mile in distance on the other side of their Jacksonville campus. So from April to July, we launched a fleet of AVs with our partners. These AVs operated in level four autonomy. Besides a central control center on the Mayo campus, these vehicles operated without an attendant and without any safety incidents. It was a great opportunity for both Mayo and the JTA. In total, we transported more than 30,000 COVID-19 and uh, BAPS test samples. We also gained a considerable amount of experience and knowledge through real world application of this technology. And more importantly, it took some of the pressure off of the healthcare professionals so they could focus on their work. With that, uh, I'm finished with my presentation. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. Uh, and I'm available for any questions you may have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ford, for that presentation. I thought that the autonomous vehicle uh, was amazing. Um, if you have questions for Mr. Ford, we're going to hold that until the end of the presentation, so towards the end. Um, if you have a question, just drop it in the chat, and we'll answer as many of those questions as possible. Um, we're going to move on to our second presenter um, for the afternoon. And to introduce our second presenter, we have uh, Kalina Shirley, Regional Director of BBIF and a NABWIC member. Kalina? Greetings, everyone. The next presenter is Mr. Gregory C. Evans. Gregory Evans was appointed as the Florida Department of Transportation District 2 Secretary, effective February 6, 2012. Mr. Evans is responsible for the day-to-day -day administrative, planning, production, and operations activities for District 2, which encompasses 18 counties, covers nearly 12,000 square miles in North Central Florida, maintains 8,200 lane miles of roadway and over 1,200 bridges. The area is also served by two deep water ports and three major rail lines. Evans has over 25 years of experience in the management and operations of public infrastructure. He is the alumnus of Southern Institute of Technology with a Bachelor of Science in Civil Engineering Technology. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Evans. Well, thank you, ma'am. And uh, you called me Gregory, so that reminds me as a kid, I was usually in trouble when my mom would uh, yell out Gregory. So, <laughs> but thank you for that introduction. You were, you were too kind. And uh, thank you to uh, Nat Ford and the great work he's, uh, he does in partnership with us and, and for the kind words that he had to say. And uh, thank you very much for uh, having me today. Um, I'm a COVID survivor. Uh, my family and I went through that uh, virus during the uh, uh, Christmas of uh, holidays there. And to tell you a little bit more about uh, our COVID situation as an agency, we took this opportunity when we had a downturn in the volumes of traffic that we had on our roadways to extend the work hours for our contractors that had typically been restricted due to uh, the volumes of traffic that would not allow productive work out there. So we took advantage of that and you know kept people uh, with jobs, job security, uh, and you know generation of, uh, of revenues. Uh, as my introduction stated, uh, in uh, our Lake City hub office here, uh, we cover 18 uh, counties in Northeast Florida. Uh, currently, we have about $1.8 billion uh, under construction. Those of you in the Jacksonville area, you, you see it every day, uh, the orange <laughs> traffic cones that are out there. Uh, we're working in, in all corners of uh, the uh, Duval and uh, Northeast Florida. We also spend about $100 million a year uh, and professional services in our 18 counties. We also have 15 rest areas and, and uh, two welcome centers. We are the welcome mat, uh, the visitors to Florida with uh, you know, uh, I-75, I-95, I-10 passing through uh, our district. Uh, you know, Pre-COVID times, 
there were around 130 visitors a year to Florida. And half of those visitors, visitors arrived by air, the other half by vehicle. Uh, and so we, uh, we hope to get to, uh, you know, post-pandemic uh, numbers get back up to what they were pre and return that revenue stream back uh, to the uh, state of Florida. So I want to talk to you just a minute about the, uh, the upcoming opportunities that we're going to have uh, in Florida, uh, Northeast Florida, with the lettings that we're going to have looking at the next four to five years. Uh, next year, we'll let 56 construction projects. Uh, and again, every year, about $100 million in professional services. Uh, next year, 56 projects. This, uh, when I say next year, that means uh, starting July 1. 56 projects at 215 million. Uh, two th the following year, 2022, again, 50 some odd projects, uh, around 300 million. These two years are a little bit off, uh, lower than uh, average years because of the success we've had in previous years of advancing you know, major construction projects. Uh, so we got a couple of years here where we're probably doing preservation, uh, bridge rehab, and, and those kind of things. But then we get to fiscal year 23, uh, the biggest year ever for uh, Northeast Florida. We will be letting 71 projects for a total of $1.4 billion in, in those 18 counties. And this one-year investment in these 18 counties is bigger than uh, some entire state investments in infrastructure. So we're uh, uh, very happy about that. Those of you that are familiar with uh, Northeast Florida uh, in this fiscal year of 23, we will be replacing the uh, Shands Bridge over the St. John's River. It's a little over two miles uh, single structure that uh, we'll be replacing there with a multi-lane and a multi-use uh, path. Also, we're doing a lot of work on uh, I-95, adding capacity uh, from Turnpike going all the way up into through St. John's County into Duval. And then we'll also let uh, the section uh, from the east side of the river, Oak Tine First Coast Express into uh, I-95. And that's a $450 million project in itself. So in this fiscal year 23, we will have four major uh, design build projects. So we're looking for opportunities, both in professional services, uh, whether it be from survey, geotech, design, uh, those kind of things, uh, a lot of opportunities out there. And then we move into uh, FY24, and we're looking at uh, 558 uh, projects, uh, just over 300 million. So. You know, all in all, in the next few years, uh, lots of opportunities uh, in District 2. So if you're not interested as, as, a, as a prime contractor, we have opportunities uh, looking uh, for, uh, for subs also. But I want to start with what we call our BDI program. It's our business development initiative. And uh, we're looking for uh, consultants, special service, or contractors to be pre-qualified uh, by annual um, uh, revenue audit, uh, and we have 15% uh, of the total professional service contracts uh, will be set aside for these pre-qualified BDI firms. Also, we set aside 10% of our construction contracts for BDI firms. Uh, so look for those opportunities there. Then we also look at our DBE programs uh, with the our state agency as a whole. Uh, we have a goal of 10.65%. And Florida is very fortunate that our goal is a statewide goal. Uh, other states uh, have not done so well in meeting the federal established goals. So they have to be project specific as to what the percentage of DBE uh, will be. So Florida's doing very well uh, in this world in, in, uh, of uh, DBE and we're gonna continue to do so. As an example, uh, looking at uh, the annual construction lettings, uh, we, we range around hundred million a year uh, for DBE uh, subcontracts, prime contracts here uh, in District 2. Also, Ms. Ann wanted me to talk to you about MCORES, M-C-O-R-E-S, uh, signed in the legislation in 2019. It directed the Department of Transportation to move forward with building three new corridors, uh, one down south uh, from uh, uh, Polk County up to Collier County, and then extending the uh, Florida's turnpike from its current terminus at I-75 over into possibly into Citrus County, that area on the west side of uh, the state to, to connect up with Suncoast uh, Corridor. And then also the third corridor was extending Suncoast Corridor from its current terminus in Citrus County all the way to Jefferson County. Uh, I was fortunate to be appointed uh, as the uh, task force chair as the legislative legislation required 
for FDOT to put together uh, task forces for each of uh, the corridors. And I was fortunate enough to be named the, the task force chairman of the Suncoast uh, Corridor, again from Citrus to Jefferson, uh, about 130 miles. Um, we went, we started in the uh, fall of 19 working with our task force. Uh, my task force consisted of over 40 members. So have you ever, ever heard the phrase herding cats? <laughs> that was uh, some, of the, some of the experiences that we went through. But uh, then the uh, COVID situation came along and we were meeting in person uh, prior to that. Then we had to change to the uh, virtual uh, platforms and it, it worked well. And all along we were receiving public input. We were able, able to project out and allow the public to hear and see the uh, actual task force meetings, uh, have public interaction question or take uh, public comment. And we've gathered all those. Uh, and now we're moving forward with the, the analysis of uh, the uh, environmental uh, and revenue. So more to come on that. Uh, that uh, I'm excited to be a, a, a part uh, of that. And then uh, yesterday, uh, Governor DeSantis released the, uh, the next year's physical budget to our legislators, and it looks like uh, DOT budget is going to remain whole. So that's exciting news uh, for us. And, and like Nat, I, I stand by for any questions that, uh, that you may have. And again, thank you for allowing me to have a few moments of your time today. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus